lacks the fulfillment of the mitzvah like Nairis, and the way to ensure that it would get done was to give, give such a, so to speak, a penalty that whatever she doesn't do, she's going to have to make up in the future with an extra candle. Why, why do women light candles for children? You know, every child, they put up another candle. So we spoke about last week. There's a number of reasons for that. Um, it's because it's the squid of the or because of the weeks after after the birth that she wasn't able to light. So for each child, it's an extra week. That's annoying then if she's not able to. She's not able to light, and she's in the hospital. She's not, no, she's not right, yes. But uh, the minute then was that Larry didn't need to get out of the bed for a month. Uh, I mean, for a week, sorry. For a week after childbirth. So for that week, she could not candles. Now, what do we call an INS? What's considered the INS, which if a lady um, didn't light candles, the she doesn't have to light. So they say a lady is taken captive. So she's not, she's not able to light. Or a lady who was, let's say, in, in uh, um, unwell, unconscious, Having gone, gone through surgery, whatever the case would be, cases of real illness. Whereas if a person was too busy or running late or got stuck in traffic or didn't realize the time, none of those are real illness. And if all cases like that, if a lady didn't light candles, then we should have to light. But if a lady got somebody else to light on her behalf, so then even if she didn't do the lighting herself, the mice is not a problem. Halacha is that's considered that she caught candles to be lit. And because of that, she can she can make sure that later she won't be home. If somebody else in the house will light for her, that still counts. Whether she can use a non-Jew for that is a machlekes. Because we say maybe there's no shlichus, uh, non-Jew isn't halachically considered to be the agent of the person who sent them. And if there's a question if using a non-Jew works, but uh, for sure using her husband or her children or somebody else to light on her behalf would work and we'll consider she that. Why not remove the, the penalty after X amount of time of not forgetting? Can we do that with the common boy? Yes, then we buy mud. It goes back to being a tam, three times. Right. So why not uh, say if a woman, okay, you don't want her to think it's nothing. So okay, so you, so you do the tam with knas, and then once you get back on track. Yeah, I, I hear the question. I don't know the answer. That's what Chazal we're talking. We're talking that should be always. What's interesting is, like we said, a lot of ladies uh, they have a minag and at home to light an extra candle for each child, but if they're away from home, they only light two. Now the question is asked, a lady that said one time forgot to light, or ran out of time, didn't light, and now there's a knas that she has to light three, is it, yeah, is it only when she's in her own home, or is it even when she goes out? And here the person can say, even if she goes out, because here it's not a question of her choice to light extra zeminag, here Chazal made it a chiyuv. If that's the case, she has a chiyuv to, to keep that up, regardless of where she's going to be. But what is brought down is that if a lady lights, uh, and it's hard for her to afford more candles, or whatever the case is, so then to light longer candles or to add more oil to the candles would also work for the class. It doesn't necessarily have to be a different flame. The fact that I'm lighting more also counts. So that's the second reason why it's different to men. And the third one, and this is an interesting one, the boys can talk about in the case where you have, let's say, um, a man and a lady who both need to light, neither one is the hostess, is the balas abais. For example, let's say you have a, play, a case where a brother and a sister are together for Shabbos. Uh, and so it's not his house or her house. They just happen to be eating the Shabbos meal together. Or in a case where, let's say, uh, the mother is in hospital, and at home is are the children. So you have the boys and the girls at home. So then it's brought that the girl gets priority to that. So if there's a girl who's over bar mitzvah, she should that before a brother, even if he's also over bar mitzvah, because again, it's a mitzvah which is primarily given to ladies. Now, it's an interesting question, is what would be the case, and this is a very common question, a lady goes into have a child on Shabbos, 
and she's in hospital, and at home are her older daughters and her husband. Who should that? Do we say the husband should act because it's his home? Or do we say, no, if, if there's a girl who's able to act, then you should give it to the girl to act, even if she's a daughter. So there's a machlek surprising about this, but most boys can hold that if there's a daughter who's like over Basmitsa, then she should be the one to act. She should be the one to act, which takes priority even over her father, and when it's his house. Even if she's below Basmitsa? No, over Basmitsa. Yeah. Right. That's the, that's the din of. It would be, but based on the first one, there should be a difference also in the order of the bracha and the lighting. Right, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that 100%. The halacha is that when a person lights, the is when a person lights candles um, on Shabbos and they're taking in Shabbos by lighting, so then according to the opinion that the bracha would be that were takes in Shabbos, so she can't light the candles after doing the bracha. She has to first light the candles, like we said, after doing the bracha. But for a man who doesn't take in Shabbos when he lights candles, so for him he should say the bracha first. He should say the bracha first, and then, like always, uh, do the mitzvah afterwards. Because for him it's not considered taking in Shabbos. Now, we spoke about this last time, bracha mini yeshiva. So what's really meant to happen is, the yeshiva should light, or at least somebody in the yeshiva should light on behalf of everybody, in the place where they're eating. In the place where they're eating, that way, when the bracha are eating in the, in the dining room of the yeshiva, they can see there'll be near Shabbos, and that will add to the like it's meant to do, add to the COVID Shabbos. But the problem is that normally uh, it doesn't really work because if you have a very big dining room and you have some two small tea lights somewhere in a shelf in the corner, no one notices them, no one sees them. They definitely aren't adding anything tangible to the Siddha. And the Shivas don't provide silver candlesticks. Right? They, if you're going to be able to look at stairs, it's with something small, which isn't going to be noticed by nearly by anybody. So the boys can be said, that's why they buy. If wants to, if he's in yeshiva, he's in the So if he can see the candles in the lunchroom, okay, he can be able with the, the candles by the soda. If not, he should have he has to light in his bedroom. Because lighting in a place which is dark and it enables the person to see, um, also has the matter of, also has the matter of covered, of ending Shabbos so the person can see. And therefore, a bach is allowed to light uh, candles in his bedroom or in his dormitory, wherever it's going to be. And he'll be able to make a bracha on that as well. Even if a bracha isn't going to light candles in, the, in, the, in his bedroom because he's relying on the candles in where he's eating, where he's eating out for a meal, so to speak, and he's relying on the candles which the hostess is going to light, he starts to make sure that we saw that there's some lights in the room. It should be completely dark because the reason for Shana Bais is that people don't walk into things, don't hurt themselves because they can't see where they're going, and therefore in order, in making a, enough light that a person can see, is uh, also considered a way to be makayim, the chiyav of Adlaka's Isn't it a fire hazard? Of course, if you're dancing in the bedroom, so of course it has to be done in a way which is safe. There have been stories of yeshivas which burned down on, Shabbos, on the Shabbos by candles which were lit unsafely or left unsupervised. So sure, there's a chiyav to light, and the person to light in a way which is, which is going to be um, safe. Okay, that's the... That's the, the dinner of who has to land. And now, if there are a number of people together, we're on a necessarily family, so the is one person can have four of them. In other words, if let's say you have a number of brachim in the same dormitory room, so not everybody has to land. They could all appoint one person who's going to be the one to land on their behalf, and he'll be he'll for everybody. If people want to land, let's say you have a number of ladies who are eating together, like a shiva brachim, so a number of uh, let's say daughters and daughters and all married ones all night. So 
So the halach is they're allowed to light, like we saw previously, as long as what they, the candles that they're lighting are adding to the are adding to the sudda, are adding to the the atmosphere of the table, then we can say that the more candles are, the more of a, a character gives to the, of a candle that's so to speak occasion. But if it's just lighting candles which don't add anything, so then it's best to shine it. The chayav is rather light when they're sleeping. Where the candles are doing something, rather than in a place where the candles aren't having any effect. So like in a hotel? Hotels are a big problem, because hotels don't need to light in the bedroom, and normally they don't need to light in the lunch room okay, either. But if, 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 if it's a group, like one person can light for everybody? If everyone wants to be heard to with that. If everyone wants to be heard to, and they're all together, and they trust everyone's behalf. So he said that yes, but like I said, if a person wants to light on their own, there has to be in a way where they're not, um, they're not, Doing nothing with the candles, there's something being gained from them. So, what's taka the eights in a hotel? What is the eights in a hotel? The eights in a hotel, if it, well, it depends what they're going to let you do. If they're going to let you light in a place you can see it from where you're eating, so then that's the best answer. If it's not an option and they'll let you light, some, some hotel rooms come with a porch. So, if you can have the candles in the porch, you'll we'll see them in the bedroom, so they'll light in the bedroom. That's also an option. If they're not going to lights in anywhere else, so then at least the person has to rely on electric lights, which the person puts on special covered showers. What's that saying? The, right. the hallway of his bedroom. Oh, yeah, wherever it's going to be. Put on a torch. It's not a simple talk about electricity. But he says the eight say the dinner of Kilo that's uh, I mean, he provided to make sure there was light for showers. So without a bracha. Yeah. Without a bracha. The person lighted electric lights, you know, like the. Like electric things, especially. They have these like candles, electric candles. Yeah, that's also without a bra. We don't uh, Same them. reason, because it's not completely borrowed that you don't just see the same thing as that in a candle. Just so they might not be incandescent anymore anyway. Right. Probably like they should be. Right. Like, yeah. Okay, so that's, uh, that's the first thing we'll talk about. Then let's talk about what a person is allowed to use um, for narrow Shabbos, both for the oil. What is for the partridges providing the fuel and for the wicks? And um, because, as you know from the Mishnah, is that there are a lot of things that Chazal didn't want us to use for their Shabbos, even though technically anything which burns could be could uh, provide light and therefore it could be good enough. But nevertheless, Chazal had a number of rules of things which we're going to use for their Shabbos. They formed a few categories. Number one category is things which are going to potentially cause final Shabbos. We don't be able to use candles or something which could potentially cause Kodal Shabbos. So what are examples of things which might cause Kodal Shabbos? Uh, three examples. Either something which, because the, the wick uh, splatters, it doesn't give a steady light, a person might try to tilt the candle or pull the wick or something like that to make the make the light better. So I guess like that, uh, any kind of wick which doesn't draw well from the oil or the kind of thing which doesn't burn brightly and we're scared that it's going to lead a person to try and fix it and, and like improve the, the light of the candle, which would be an also. So therefore, a person shouldn't use those kind of wicks or that kind of oil to light with. That's the first thing. Um, the second kind of little showers which could result from the candles is that people try to siphon off oil. In other words, the person put the oil into the candle for the candle to burn, and then he wants the oil himself. So he wants to take it off the candle, and by minimizing the fuel that the candle has to burn, it's a kind of b'chabe. And minimizing the, the amount of fuel the candle has, it's as if I was extinguishing it, because I took away its fuel before it's time. And here we have a number of options how you would a person do that. So the first one is that a person shouldn't use fragrant oils to light the Shabbos candles, 
because a person might want to take some. If it has a certain smell, you might want to smell it. If you might want to use it as a cologne, whatever it's going to be. And therefore, even though a person might think that his scented oil would be very much a covered Shabbos, as a first Nalach, a person is not allowed to do that because it runs the risk of the person using some of the oil, taking it out of the container with it, which, which is going to be burnt and causing the can to be extinguished earlier. Um, also, in the Kairagiz, what the Timishnai is, Nazim Akoman, Asari Bamadikin, the Timishnai is, which say, that a person can't make a second container of oil to connect uh, to where the, where the flame is because being as a person sees an extra bowl of oil without anything in it, they might think they can use this oil. And since it's either stripping into the candle or it's, it's connecting it to the candle, he doesn't realize that by using that oil, he's really minimizing the fuel that the candle has to burn, which is a kind of mechavit. So that's the second category of what's not also to do, those things which are going to uh, cause a person to be over Shabbos by, by taking some of the oil. Um, that's the second rule. The third reason, which is given, uh, which is called, called, which at least looks like a little Shabbos, is we know that Rach is also to burn Kachim uh, or Trumitzmei uh, or things like that on Shabbos, and because of that, so there's a discussion, can a person use these things uh, on for Halakas Neris, if it looks like they're going to uh, to burn them, which might look like you burn Trumit. Now, Shabbos is not a problem because a person has to light the candles before Shabbos, but on Yom Tov, for example, a person is allowed to light candles on Yom Tov, so then, so you brought the Mishnahis, and this is also significant in Fasna Racha, that things like that, which are Tomei, a person can't burn Kachim Tzmei on Yom Tov, even if he's using it for Halakas Neris. But no, it doesn't look any different. Sorry? You know it doesn't look any different, but the mice, once it's it's being used as a way to burn culture, whatever it's going to be, so that's a problem. Um, whereas in Shabbos, like we said, being as a person is going to light the fire before Shabbos, so a person is allowed to use uh, trumpets to light Shabbos candles, and I'm not quite in the to do that, because they have a tremendous amount of trumpets in this country. All the natural oil, which is being, all the olive oil, which is made in Israel, they have to take trumpets from it, and it's a lot of oil. And then what do they do with, do they do with it? It's all tummy. Because the people doing making the oil, oil like all of us are tummy. So what do they do with oil? So most so most times, what do they do with all the trimmer fruit? Because all the fruit and vegetables also have to get uh, trimmed. So to speak, they have to take off the trimmer. What do they do with all of that? So all the vegetables and fruits. So the trimmer vegetables and fruit have a simple answer. Because Allah is, even though it's trimmer tomato, the trimmer tomato can be fed to an animal of the kohen. So basically, Rav Simcha Cohen, cook the Rav of he officially owns all the zoos of Israel. <laughs> so therefore, all the animals are owned by a Cohen, and therefore they can feed the animals all the truma because the, the animal of a Cohen is allowed to eat truma. So that works for the apples and the potatoes and the, you know, the, that kind of things. But it doesn't work for oil because most animals aren't eating olive oil. So, even for their omelets, uh, even for their omelets, most animals don't do olive oil. That's true. They don't have much to do with trumets, maya, olive oil. So they offer it free to any coin who wants to use it for the locus nearest. It has to be a coin, for sure. You can't give it to a non coin. And he has to use it for the locker. Because there's a chashash, if a person has truma in the house, they might use it for cooking or for eating. And the chashash says, listen, they should mind for eating trumets, maya. And therefore they have special things for like cans of 
of oil to uh, oil to to use for burning or for for light, which you wouldn't mix up with the cooking oil or salad oil, and from its way. It's not a problem for non coming to have enough. It's not a, it is a problem for non coming to have enough. It's a good question. The mission asked the question and the mission says that once the coin lit it, other people can have enough too. A non coin can't light it, but once the coins can have enough, and I know, when I was rough in Yeshiva, my roommate was a coin, and he used to light nearest every week in the room, I think with each of his permission, of Trumitme oil. And uh, that was okay. I told the one week he was running late, and he asked one of the roommates to that for him. And then you can't do it, because uh, it has to be the coin that's it. That's not so posh. That's a big thing. Yeah. 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 yeah, but the coin, the, it could be the bishos there is when you're doing it for his benefit. Here it's better for you too. How can you, how can you pass your field of, of lighting them? In other words, they are going to He's lighting it for himself, and you benefit from it as well. But here, I have a chiyuv, I have a mitzvah of Neir's Shabbos. Right. So I'm getting a portion in your, in your mitzvah, mm-hmm. either you either with priti or he's makna to you. No, so, so, so how does that work? How, how can you pass your chiyuv if you're not on It's only a benefit that, that doesn't... Right, so you ask me, if I have to oil in a part of the oil, I have to be the Right. I'm allowed to use it to read the newspaper, whatever. Right, but over here also. So what do we have to say? We have to say that it's... Uh, firstly, we said that if you have men together, so we have to be shattered for pretty. So the Prophet said that this is the way that it becomes every, for everybody. If he wants to land it for everybody, so when you come back, the higher we see that this is for you, come back to everybody. So this, there you're all becoming part owners. It's not just Nehlach and Nehlach. It's more than Nehlach and Nehlach, no? But the, if it's the coin who's using, who's lighting it, it'll all becoming a thing, uh, so to speak, a chedek of a that he's he's providing. For that's okay. The other option would be that uh, once there's light, so now we're not to, to to provide light in Davin, where you can be able to with the cans in the lunchroom, wherever else is going to be, because as long as there's a makom choshok, which people are going to not see where they're going. So if that's okay, it's, yeah, it, it helps to tell you the problem, but it's not enough to be to the chiyuv. Because that's the dinner of Krumet's oil, which, like we said, the koinim who want to use, we get it for free because there's nothing else to do with it. Okay, so that's uh, next one. The third, now there's another category of a oil which has a very bad smell. Uh, for people who don't like things, the smell of gas, for example, or other oils like that. So the halachas, you can't light them for Nehru Shabbos. Why? Because the point of Nehru Shabbos is people should be there to use the light. And someone which has a very unpleasant odor, people are going to leave. They're not going to stay with it. So then it's counterproductive. Because then you, you provide the candles, so people should eat by candlelight. But it has such a bad odor around it that people are going to not eat next to it. So then you've lost the benefit of, of what the Nehru Shabbos is meant to do. Um, similarly, those oils which don't aren't nimshach, which don't necessarily uh, get, get sucked up smoothly by the wick, are a problem for the same reason. It's not going to have a steady flame, and because of that, a person might try to fix the flame, whatever it's going to be, which would be a shayda of chilul uh, shabbos as well. And that's why, even though the person talk about that, whether wax is, is something which a person can dine with or not. The, the you know, the discusses the Mishaburi brings down that today where 
wax burns with the wax they're using burns very well and because provides a very clear flame. It's the to use wax. It's not the same thing as Neresh Hanukkah. On Neresh Hanukkah, we said the Iker is to replicate the Neresh of the Besamekdash. And if that's the case, so when one should dafke is olive oil that they use in the Besamekdash. Whereas when it comes to Shabbos candles, the idea is to provide a good, a clear light or a bright light, whatever it's going to be. And therefore, other things can do a, a good job as well. Other oils or, or wax or things like that can also do a good job. Uh, the matter of olive oil is going to be more clear oil, a more clear flame. So there is a mile to olive oil, but Ladaf can say mile that there is Bechanaka. And also, if that's the case, the Chayra, we don't find that for Nehru Shabbos, the person has to use you know, the same Kosis Lamar that they use in the, in the, for the Menorah. There has to be the first you know, A grade, we call it uh, the cold pressed olive oil. Again, maybe it's a Hidra Mitzvah in that, but it's not, a, it's not the what same. Would Sorry? What would be the Hidra Mitzvah? Do you something nicer for a Mitzvah? No, I'm saying not the We don't find that's connected to Neresh Shabbos. It's in Neresh Hanukkah. And even when the Gemara brings the shit that holds, you can't maniach edo shemen zayis bilvad. So the Gemara talks about the clarity of the of the flame that it produces. Now there was such a Madam of Tarfan said like that in the Gemara, but like we said that the Gemara itself says that what about all the people around the world who weren't using shemen uh, zayis? They were using all other kinds of shemen. And now we had to know Shabbos with anything or other kinds of shaman too. Okay, that's the that's the dinner of the Nair, and something we spoke of the dinner of the Psila. Which should be something which sucks the oil well. And and uh, and, uh, and and any anything which can be used as a work like that, the Khara would do a good job. Is there any I don't know. Okay. I don't know. 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 And then put them out in the initial relight. And the, the manner of doing that would be that he also have a chedek in preparing the mitzvah. And why does he prepare the mitzvah? Because and, uh, normally by a wick, especially if it's dry, it takes time until it starts to suck the oil. Whereas if you already used the wick before, so it's already sucked oil, then it's already, uh, it's easier for it, so to speak, to, to nat it a second time. And therefore the, the point of natting the candles the first time would be to prepare them, it's easier for them to light afterwards when she relights. And they are those people have admitted that they prepare the candles for their wives. It's also not just setting them up or putting the oil, whatever it's going to be. It's also lighting them and putting them out so that the, the wick has already been, uh, so to speak, used, used and it's, it's easier for it to, to uh, light, ignite a second time. So the answer really is it depends on the kind of wick. It depends on the kind of wick. Some, some wicks which uh, it helps them with the fact they use it before because that way it's already saturated, it's easier for them the second time. Sometimes it ruins the wick. And you have to the first time, like the floating wick, and it's, it's much much harder, it's not impossible because the wick burns itself out and then you don't have anything to light. Uh, right, and if that's the case, it's obviously that you need to do that. So the person has to know which wicks they're using, if it's helpful or not to, to pre light the candles. If yes, then there could be a way where it has become to be mishtatif in the mitzvah of preparing the candles. If not, so then he can, he can prepare the candles by setting them up.
offering the contents of oil, whatever it's going to be. Okay, to some extent. Like whatever the case is, that's a, that's also a way to be mishatif, to be mishatif in the mitzvah. And the last one you mentioned beforehand, that there is an Indian for a husband to be home to, to, to watch his wife that, because that's the Mishnah. The Mishnah says he has to say, which means, tells her, why is he telling her to light candles? Mishnah Bura says in two places, the reason he's telling her is because that he's busy. He has all the Shabbos preparations to do, and she's busy in the kitchen, and maybe she'll lose track of time. And she won't realize it's the time of Lucas Nevis, and that's what husband should say, now's the time. And then she'll rely on him to be her shamer, to make sure she's not going to get caught up with cooking and cleaning and everything else, and lose the track of time for Shabbos, and husband's a shamer. And the shamer is going to tell her, now's the time to light candles, then she'll have to stop and light candles. And that, for that husband has to be there. If, you know, if the husband says, by the way, don't forget to light candles when at the time, right time, that doesn't help as a shamer. It's like someone telling you, don't forget to say double marriage tonight, and then he disappears. Right? So then, that's why the post can be held that there's an Indian for husband to be there and tell us about Felicus Neris. Like we said, today when we have other shamim, it's not as chashuk. Today there's a siren, today whatever it is. So there are other ways of reminding people it's time to let. The dinner here was when there wasn't a siren, and therefore it was the husband's achayas to be the siren and tell us about that. So then that might be less applicable today. Um, that's the first point. The second point is. Sorry? They didn't have the shayfus in those days? They did. They did, they did have the shayfus. Um, so the adikus denarius replaces the... It could be. Or maybe she wouldn't know, she would know about the shayfus, whatever the case would be. So then that would be the one reason. Uh, the other reason of why, why the chazal would attack him, the hazard should close off adikus denarius, isn't just as being a shayfus, but rather because it's a mitzvah like we saw before, he's also mechuyavin. So if I'm, I'm here to be yotzeh, as I want to watch the other candles because you're being moitzi, me too. And therefore, just like other mitzvahs, is there an Indian for a lady to watch her husband on Hanukkah candles? So there is an Indian because he's being moitzi her too. And therefore, she should say, I'm going to the bracha, I'm going to have a command, you're being moitzi me as well, what do you do? And therefore, for men to be there by the Hadlokas Neris would be because he's also being yotzi with her Hadlok, he's a chiv also. So that would be the reason to be there while the mitzvah is being done for him. Uh, and because of that, so therefore, if a man wants to go to shul, whatever it should be, he should first wait for his wife to light candles and after go to shul. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if it's going to bring the cheshbon of davening mincha, because they're running late, and if he's going to wait till the locust he's not going to catch mincha, or whatever other mitzvah is going to be. So, love dafka that's going to take precedence. Right? So especially today, when we should not allow him to be the shamer. So, even if he's not, the mitzvah is still being done for him, he doesn't have to move out to mincha for that. But, uh, when the opportunity presents itself, as it's not going to come at the expense of something else, then there is an Indian of the man being there to, like we said, either to remind his wife when to that, or to watch the Latin, because he's being out to, he's being out to with her as well. So this is the sense in 